long intro. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I was getting everything on the uh, everything prepared and getting the uh, word out on social media about the show happening. So anyway, a lot of big news. A lot of big news happening um, yesterday, really. Man. Well, let me fix my headphones. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a lot of big news happened um, yesterday. The Snyder Cut. Which we're going to be talking about. Which I can't wait to talk about that one. But also, I'm going to get the second story out of the way that I am just hoping, praying, that this is going to happen. Now, I'm not the biggest WWE fanatic. I did watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I... Man, that one... That one gutted me. That one just... That episode gutted me badly, like, seeing Jim, Jim Cornette break down over Owen Hart, um, seeing the evidence that Martha Hart showed that, um, put her husband in danger, basically killing him, uh, the hook, the fucking... Uh, attachment thing that that's supposed to like supposed to you know descend him from the rooftop of the of the arena. The fucking hook was something that you use in a sailboat. Quick release hook. And seeing that, I was just like, "Fuck!" You just you know. They just, you know, it was a little hook. It was like, it was a little, it was like the hook was not that big. It did not look that bulky to like, you know, hold something, you know, hold a 240 pound man. It was a tiny little fucking hook that releases uh, the, uh, the line in a sailboat. Like you watch that and you're like, a billion dollar company couldn't afford, you know, extra time for a person's safety, you know. Like, that episode just fucking just gutted me, like, you know, and seeing the home videos of Owen and his wife and kids and the saddest, the, the one thing that really hit me is I don't know if anybody who watched it... <clears throat> Or anyone who watches Dark Side of the Ring. I, I highly recommend it. It's a great show on Vice. Uh, I, I don't really watch Vice Network shows. I don't really care for Vice. But I really like Dark Side of the Ring. And I really like what they do with it. Um, it's a good show. It's two seasons of it. My favorite 
my favorite one is the Road Warriors because I am a huge LOD Hawk and Animal fan. Like I, I dig the Road Warriors. Like they were, my, they're my favorite tag team in wrestling. Like their story is fucking crazy and good. Like you know, they started out as um, bouncers at a. The bouncers at a titty bar, and they became a fucking legendary tag team, Hall of Fame tag team. Like, like it was a really good, good episode, man. Like they they talk about their how they met, how they became friends, how they became a tag team, how did they have the look? You know, going from Mad Max, like that was you know, man, that was that was a good show, good episode. Um. Yeah, it, it, I, I highly recommend it, and I, I hope they do. A thir- I know they're going to do a third season. They have to. A third season <laughs> has to ha- has to happen. I would love to see them do an entire season about Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, yeah, like, man. So, speaking of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I can't help but do his impression. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. <laughs> it's kind of sad to see him. Like, last time I saw him, he did not look... He, he, he could just tell, like, father time caught up. So the XFL is planning a... Is the XFL planning a comeback? It's, pos, it's a possibility, according to the... At, the Athletic... The Athletics' Daniel Kaplan, the XFL owner Vince McMahon, appears to be attempting to buy out his professional football league out of Delaware bankruptcy court. That's right. Uh, it's kind of weird how they went up to bank bankruptcy. Like, they were successful when they launched the XFL. The, the XFL 2020. Um, not the original... <laughs> The original is not mentioned or named. <laughs> um, the article states that the XFL has contract has contact sorry not contracted but contacted two of its most successful franchises, the St. Louis Battlehawks, my team, <laughs> and the Seattle Dragons. My aunt and uncle live in Seattle, so they root they root for the Dragons. I I just like. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, trash talking about their <laughs> their team. I was like sending messages like the Battle Hawks are gonna slay the dragons. <laughs> like I was just, uh, I I love that. I love being competitive. Like anytime my team is playing against somebody I know who lives in another state, their team, I trash talk. I trash talk them. I talk how shit, how shitty their team is. How my team's gonna kick the living shit out of that team. <laughs> like, I just trash talk just for the amusement of it. And I love it. I love trash talking people's teams and sports and stuff. Like, I mean, believe me, if we if we had a basketball team, I'd probably get shot at. <laughs> just, just for doing that. 
for a while, like, it was, it was really cool, it was really great, like, finally having, like, a winning football team, not a team that just loses because they don't want to be here, you know, um, I just, you know, I, I, I was so happy with the Battle Hawks, and I don't understand what, what went wrong for the XFL, I, I, I talked, I think I talked about it before in the previous episode where where they just shut down and stuff and I was like very angry and aggravated that they just quit you know they could have still done the games and stuff like they could have just went through it you know um but I, I don't understand what you know like I don't understand why they filed chapter 11 like I don't get like um I know McMahon's trying to buy it for a cheap price, and it's just like, why the fuck would you buy something cheap that you own that you filed bankruptcy on, mate? Like, I don't get it. Like, and, and the thing about it is, like, I think he had investors on this one. I don't know, but I know he's getting sued. He's being sued by uh, Oliver Luck, and the thing about it is. You know, he had something successful, and I think the reason he's trying to save it is because he's trying to save his own ass, because SmackDown, you know, Fox, and their agreement is Fox can cancel it when the ratings reach, you know, drop a certain level. And Fox, you know, was airing the XFL, and the XFL was like, it was so different, like, it had a lot of energy, it had a lot of enthusiasm. Like, you had report, you had uh, reporters, announcers that like were pumped about this game. They were excited about it. They were just like, "This is revolutionary. This is something new. This is something the NFL does not have. The NFL is so clean and you know serious and you know stoic. The XFL is like, man, this game is gonna be fucking great. <laughs> like." It was competitive. It was a competitive game. It was about... And the thing about it was they put up money. Like, it, you know... They win, you know, this game, they, they get a bonus. They, you know, like, it, you know... That was something... You were holding something above... You are holding a carrot above their head. Like, if you win this game, you get this money. <laughs> like, that's what it was about. And I know some people are like, that's gambling. But the thing is, is like... If you're playing something for money, you're going to give it your all, man. You're going to give it everything you have. And that's what was so great about the XFL. Like, that's what I just enjoyed was the competitiveness, the, you know, giving a damn, winning. I mean, the dome, man. Like, when they were playing in the dome, it took me back, like, years. It took me back when the Rams were the greatest show on turf. And this team was just that. They were just that damn good. You know, like, they would have beat the Rams, in my opinion. <laughs> so. So, anyway, 
Uh, let's see. The source familiar to the with the uh, the source familiar with the matter confirmed to the Post Dispatch that the XFL president Jeff Pollock has contacted St. Louis Convention and Visiting Co Visitors Commission Commission about the league's lease at the Dome and the American Center. The XFL has eight had eight franchises and played five of its scheduled ten games before the coronavirus pandemic hit. The article said that, uh, that the, the bankruptcy was a, financi a financial ploy by McMahon to help rid of the pandemic without paying costs to operate the league. The Battlehawks were 3-2 and two, tied at the top of the East Division with the Washington, D.C. Defenders and the New York Guardians. When the league shut down, the local club was 2-0 and at the Dome. The Dome at the American Center had two of the top three attendance marked in the new league, including the XFL's best crowd of 29,994 for its opener February 23rd against New York. That was a good game, by the way. That was like, that was like the best football game I have ever seen. <laughs> and I watched the greatest show on turf, but man, that was like a good football game. Even more were expected for what would have been the team's next game was against Los Angeles. Tickets were being sold for the upper deck for the first time. Then they, you know, didn't get to do it. So, <clears throat> for me, I would have loved to see, I would love to see the XFL, you know, come back. But things have to be different, you know. And I think I said, like, in the previous episode when I talked about it, I don't know which episode I talked about it. Um, the thing was that if Vince McMahon is going to bring it back, things have to be different for the XFL. I think he should do what Major League Soccer has done. You know, um, you know, put teams there and have teams be owned by team investors. I think if he does that, it, it could help the league. Like, he could still make commission off of, like, the trademark, the um, commission fees and all that. Like, he could still make money off of it. You know. And, and stuff. But, I, you know, I think that he should sell the team, you know, the, the team and all that to investors. You know, like, I mean, I know when, once they bring it back, it's not going to be the same players, which is dumb. But that's the point you get in the investors. Like, they could sign these guys for year contracts. Like, they could, you know, and stuff. Like, the, the a quarterback for the XFL Battlehawks, he's now playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, he's not that far from us. Um, you know, I-95. <laughs> you know, um, but... 
it would be it would be great, you know, for you know. Good morning. Good luck. Thank you. I'm talking about the XFL. We haven't got to the Justice League. They're bringing back. They're talking about bringing back the Battle Hawks, which I cannot wait. I I hope they do it. I hope they bring back the Battle Hawks. But like I said, McMahon needs to like do what Major League Soccer has done. Like he needs to sell the team to um, investor groups. Like investors could, you know, take the resources and all that and make it, you know, their own thing. Like, but I know McMahon is one of those people who's like, I gotta own it. I gotta have it. It's mine. <laughs> He's like Donald Trump of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but you know, like I said, like I would love to see football back in the Show Me State in the city of St. Louis. Um, you know, I I think that I mean I know we're gonna get football, you know, soccer, um, but you know, like foot the NFL, like football, American football is like something I just I I love. Just not as much as I love baseball. But the Battlehawks was something fun. Like, I, I, it was actually like I enjoyed watching football instead of being pissed off and yelling at the TV, you know. <laughs> when Mark Bolger was quarterback, throw the damn ball. <laughs> instead, he just gives it to Steven Jackson and, oh, uh, I mean, you got Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce as your wide receivers. Throw the fucking ball, man. <laughs> They're not just there for show. But instead, he gives it to Stephen Jackson, who... Like, I had nothing against Stephen Jackson. Like, he was a he was a great running back, but he was not smart, you know, like... Marshall Falk, who didn't try to power through it. Marshall Falk used his speed and agility. You know, Steven Jackson just runs right through the damn fucking middle. And, uh, like, that's what he did the majority of the time, I remember. Like, he just ran right in the fucking middle and he got tackled quickly. It's like, dumbass, run around. <laughs> Run, do the outside run, you know, like, it, it was just, it bothered the fuck out of me when he ran, like, he was, I mean, he was a good running back, but it was just like, dude, like, it wasn't, I mean, like, they ran the ball too much is what I'm trying to get to. I mean, Mark Bolger couldn't throw a fucking football to save his life. I don't even know why he did all those practice throws, it's just like, he barely threw the fucking ball half the time. He didn't even throw it to, like... I hate the Rams. <laughs> like, I really do. So, anyway... Uh, do I think they're ever going to play... Hold on. Do you think they're ever going to play baseball anytime soon? I hope so. Like, I... I have nothing to watch now since Dark Side of the Ring's over. I didn't get to watch... Uh, I didn't watch Stargirl. I have no... I, I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I will, probably. You know, I don't know. I know uh, the DC Rewards, like, they give you, like, 10 points to watch it. 
it's just like really I mean they <clears throat> they do it with Harley Quinn like they give you 10 points to watch Harley Quinn I'm just like hey no problem I can binge watch through Harley Quinn <laughs> as I'm doing push ups and all yeah I mean like I, I've heard that it's good. I don't. I, I haven't got to see it yet. I know they recently aired it on uh, CW and stuff. And um, it's kind of weird, though. I don't even know if they're. I don't know if Star Girl's like tied into like the Arrowverse. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know Titans isn't because they. They revealed that Titans is on their own Earth now, which I think is kind of stupid. But at the same time, now it makes sense when they brought in um, air quotes Bruce Wayne to Batwoman. You know, because you can't bring like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne from. Um, Titans in because he's old and stuff and Batwoman are going for the younger Batman so speak Batman <clears throat> Ben Affleck is going to return as Batman for the Snyder Cut <laughs> that will be released on HBO Max streaming service as Warner Media has made the official announcement and I love the poster by the way it's not the Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody one <laughs> it's them standing together in black and white and all you see is in white JL the Justice League logo Zack Snyder's Justice League only on HBO Max 2021 so we're going to get kind of two Batmans this, you know, two Batmans next year. We're going to get the Ben Affleck Batman and we're going to get the Robert Pattinson Batman. You know. I can't wait for it. I I can't wait for to see what happens, you know, with this Justice League. And what I've heard that's going to be broken up in four parts of the movie like they're breaking it up four parts because it's going to be a four hour movie four hours because Zack Snyder is going to cover everything that he wanted to do like he's going to put everything he wanted to do in the Justice League part one and part two in this movie it's going to be fucking insane like, and <clears throat> for me, it, it it would be cool to see. Like, I, um, you know, like, but the thing, the question is, like, is it going to sort of continue? Is it going to tie into where, you know, Pattinson's Batman and stuff? Like, where is it going to go? You know, and I, I, I seen Justice League in theaters. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it, like everybody else, I guess, enjoyed 
Justice League? I don't know. Yeah, because when I seen Dawn of Justice, like, that was the movie I have been waiting years <laughs> to see. And, you know, and I, I talked about it before, like, I... There's two version of, versions of Batman I, I, I really love, which is the Adam West Batman and the Ben Affleck Batman. The Adam West Batman is like my spirit animal. <laughs> like the fun hippie, you know, the fun 60s Batman um, doing the bat and, and the Ben Affleck Batman was a version that I always wanted to see in the big screen and stuff like this older, gritty version of Batman. You know, like this angry Batman who takes on Superman and stuff. And, you know, for for me, I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see this version of Batman. And I, I was always a Ben Affleck fan. I loved, you know, Goodwill Hunting, Chasing Amy, Mall Rats, Dogma. You know, even Jersey Girl. I really like Jersey Girl for some odd reason. I don't know why. I know a lot of people hated it. It's kind of a joke, but I I liked it. I even like the uh Surviving Christmas, I think is what it's called. Where Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini, you know, start opposite of each other and it's one of those movies that a lot of people just hated when it first came out, but I, I recommend watching it. And I, I recommend watching it because it's so funny how Ben Affleck in this movie just drives James Gandolfini crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like, it reminded me of, oddly enough, a John Hughes type story. It just has that like John Hughes type story, like Uncle Buck or great outdoors except it's Christmas <laughs> and you know like Affleck is one of those actors that when he was cast as cast as Batman I thought like well that's good it's a great choice and because you know he he was one of those actors that always got kicked around he he and Adam West sort of have similar paths after Adam West was uh, Batman, no one wanted to work with him. Nobody wanted him. The guy got kicked around by Hollywood and being told, we don't want you, you know, you, you, you're Batman. You're, you're going to be difficult to convince people that you're this role. And Ben Affleck got kicked around and mocked for a lot of his films not doing so great. But also... Geely and Jennifer Lopez. But if you ever watch Geely, the poor bastard just looks miserable. <laughs> like, especially the Christopher Walken Marie Calendar pie. <laughs> like, after seeing that, it's just like that poor bastard deserves to play Batman. <laughs> and Pattinson even had the same I mean basically a lot of the Batman actors had the same issues uh, Michael Keaton people wrote a petition we don't want Mr. Mom as Batman um, Robert Pattinson we don't want you know sparkly Batman <laughs> even though I made that joke <laughs> but 
but after you see Lighthouse, you're like, this guy can do it. But also, if you see the movie uh, Good Times, he could definitely play Batman. But oddly enough, the two actors that never got mocked for being cast as Batman was Kilmer and Clooney. Kilmer is, like I said, Kilmer I could defend to the end times. He went to Juilliard, the same place that Christopher Reeve went to. He was in the same class as Kevin Spacey. You know, Val Kilmer's legit actor. Like, if you ever see the movie uh, The Doors, Tombstone, one of my favorites, by the way, Heat, um, you know, he was just, he was a good actor. Like, he is a damn good actor. It's a tragedy what happened to him. You know, losing his voice and due to throat cancer and all that. You know, and his book, I, I can't wait. Half Price Books has it. I can't wait to buy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that book. I'll be your Huckleberry by Val Kilmer. I'm buying that fucking book. I can't wait to read it. Um, <laughs> Cause, like I said, like he not only one of my favorite actors, favorite actors, you know, around. Besides Adam West, Ben Affleck, Maggie Smith, um, you know, Alan Rickman, but also there's sort of like a connection because <laughs> my dad who worked in a nursing home took care of Val Kilmer's aunt and he saw Val Kilmer <laughs> so there is that sort of like reason I will defend Val Kilmer to the end times but George Clooney I when you think about Clooney like Clooney is when you think about it, he's a great choice, but you have to have a good script. <laughs> like, I will say this, like, Clooney is, he's a good choice to play Batman, but, Lola? <laughs> Been drinking again? But when you look at what you get from Clooney playing Batman, you're just like, don't ever cast him in a cape and cowl again. Just, no. <laughs> but I, I think if you see like the movie like Michael Clayton, uh, Good Night and Good Luck, Ocean's Eleven, which, which redeemed him in my opinion, <laughs> he could play... Batman, but especially if you watch like Michael Clayton or uh, Syria, just not the Oscar speech that he got for Syria because it it created this giant douche cloud that polluted the world. Uh, <laughs> South Park reference, by the way. Um, but you know, you can't really say like you know Pattinson's going to be the worst Batman. It's like no, have, have, you don't remember Clooney. The guy who didn't even change his voice as Batman, which is like a requirement to do. I mean, Adam West, you could give a pass because Adam West is Adam West. He's that good. Um, <laughs> and I love, by the way, I, I talked about it before. I love the moment in the Big Bang Theory where he, you know, when um, 
not Raj, uh, Howard says to him, Chris, you're going to say you're better than Krishna Bale, the guy who defied the term, I'm Batman. And Adam West is like, I didn't have to say I'm Batman. <laughs> Everywhere I went, people know who I am. <laughs> to Julie, uh, Julie Newmar's bungalow. <laughs> Like I just I love that moment because it was just like that is Adam West and his confidence overshadows everything. Like I just I I love that moment because, but you know it really beat the one where he kicked uh uh Patton Oswalt out of the car, <laughs> which was funny, you know. <laughs> So, anyway, the Snyder Cut confirmed to be released on HBO Max streaming service. Uh, Warner Brothers made the announcement. Zack Snyder made a big announcement Wednesday during his the Superman Man of Steel watch party. HBO Max launches May 27th, six days from now. <laughs> the Snyder Cut will be released on HBO Max 2021. Zack Snyder also explained the 2021 release during the watch party. Uh, they made the big announcement um, statement. Yeah. Oddly enough, the script. Here's what it is. I'm gonna throw up the. Uh, well, I can't throw it up on YouTube, so bear with me. I'm gonna throw up the. Um, Justice League credits to the original uh, I wouldn't say original but the I'm going to say this one the theatrical released one and the Snyder version alright the Justice League theatrical version the story was written by Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon Directed by Joss Whedon. <laughs> this is the one that they, of course, changed up. Because the one that we saw in theaters is the one directed by Joss Whedon. Written by Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. The HBO Max one. The screenplay is by Chris Terrio. story is written by Chris Terrio and Zack Snyder. And the film's producers will be Charles Robe, Deborah Snyder, with executive producers Christopher Nolan, Emma Thompson, Jim Rowe, Ben Affleck, Wesley Collar, and Chris Terrio, and Curtis Kane Moto. Affleck was involved in it. Affleck was an executive producer of the movie, along with Christopher Nolan and Emma Thompson. <laughs> So, that's pretty cool. Um, here's what Toby Eckerman, the chairman of Warner Brothers Pictures Group, said. Thanks to the efforts of a lot of people, we are excited for to bring the uh, fans the highly anticipated version of Justice League. He goes on to say, it feels like the right time to share Zack's story, and HBO Max is the perfect platform for it. We're glad the creative planets 
a line to allow us to release the Snyder Cut. So, Kevin Riley, the uh, content chief content officer of HBO Max, president of TNT, TBS, and True TV. <laughs> Dude has a lot of titles. Stated, quote, Zach and Deborah, uh, Zach and Debbie shared their extraordinary version where Zach's, Zach walked, oh, Zach wanted to take the Justice League. My team and our counterparts at Warner Brothers took it as a mission to solve the many issues that stood in the way. So they're going to have, um, so they have a lot of time to sort of fix what they want to do. Uh, they gave him, I think, $20 million. I think that's what he wanted, was $20 million to film, $20 million to put together the scenes that he wanted to do. Um, which, of course, leads to this article. Zach's, uh, Zach still has a lot of work to do on Justice Confirming the rumors that Zach is uh, Justice League. There's a lot of scenes that are going to be um, done. CGI that needs to be finished. AT&T coughed up 20 mil to finish uh, Justice League as the AT&T executives loved what they saw. Like I said in the uh, Indie 1 episode, AT&T has a lot of their eggs in the basket when it comes to HBO Max because this is going to be a worldwide platform thing. And they're going to want something that gets a lot of people attention. And they're going to want a lot of people coming to H HBO Max going like, shit, they got this movie. I mean, this movie, what we saw in theaters, isn't the one that we're going to see. Um, like Zack Snyder said, there's like, 20, there's like a quarter percent of what was in uh, his script, his his version in that movie. Like, you only got like a quarter of it. You didn't get the full 100% of of the movie. And I, I, I honestly think that this version of the movie that we're going to be seeing in 2021 is going to be a damn good version. I mean, like I said, like it's going to be like, what, four hours? of a movie <laughs> four hours and you know you're gonna have dark side you're gonna have the uh, nightmare world I think the nightmare that Bruce Wayne saw like the uh, evil Superman and all that like you're gonna get like a lot of I think you're gonna get a lot of stuff into it I you know I can't wait to see like So, uh, Henry Cavill supports Snyder's cut. Superman poster released. <laughs> that's a, that's the one thing I can't wait to see. Um, you know, Henry Cavill was like the one guy, that, the worst end of the <laughs> the Joss Whedon Justice League. Um, 
Because they had to, like, refilm the scenes, and they had to use, like, these horrible CGI to cover up the mustache that he had. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. And that was the one thing that made no sense, was, like, uh, when they brought him back as Superman, like, they didn't just let him keep the beard and said they had, like, CGI over it. Uh, I had, like, another layer of his face <laughs> and stuff. And I'm just like, the guy was buried in a coffin. Why didn't you just let him have the beard? I mean, he came back from the dead with a mullet. Damn it, just let him have the beard. You know, like, that was the one thing that always bothered me in that movie was just like you know you brought this dude back instead just of just let him have a beard where you know it'd be kind of normal <laughs> I guess I don't know but instead you um we're like you know what we're gonna add another layer of his face to it you know like we're gonna have Bizarro instead of Superman so <clears throat> so I, I take it in this one we're going to have a you know different I guess we're going to have a different like true version of Superman for this one uh, Cavill went on Instagram and stated had a little chat with Zack Snyder after the Man of Steel watch party Ladies and gents, it's finally happening. It's finally happened. The Snyder Cut will come out next year. Now I know there have been two camps over the whole Snyder Cut. And whether it will ever happen for a while, just remember, we all get to have get to have more Justice League now. It's a win-win, so it's nice. Be nice to each other. Big congratulations to Mr. Snyder. Henry Cavill's manager, Danny Garcia, commented, Exciting times. <laughs> Reportedly, Garcia has been at battle with WB over Henry's new contract to return as Superman, so many, maybe this is a step in the right direction. I hope so. Um, you know, Henry Cavill deserves to play Superman. I'm excited to see the Snyder Cut. I am too. Like I, I can't wait for it. Like four hours. <laughs> and the one thing that's kind of sad about it is we're going to connect this one to the Pattinson Batman. Is that in Snyder's version version of Justice League? In his version of Justice League, Ben Affleck's Batman dies in it like he reveals that he revealed that Batman Ben Affleck's Batman dies sacrificing his life for Superman and the rest of the league and for me I wonder if this will tie into Pattinson being Batman like the Flash goes tries to change everything and whammo that you know forms into the flashpoint movie and when he comes back things are different <laughs> like i don't 
I don't know if that will work. I don't even know if it could work. But for me, like, seeing that would be like, damn. Like, you know. You know, big things would change for that. But, you know, for me, like, you know, it'd be kind of tough to see that one, but. You know, at the same time, Ben Affleck's not Batman anymore. It's Robert Pattinson now. Like, um, I, I look at it this way. Like, this is going to be the best way for Ben Affleck to walk out as Batman. Because, like, when you watch the Joss Whedon's version of Justice League... You can kind of tell. You can kind of tell who's, which version you're watching. Like Ben Affleck's in shape in the Snyder version, and when you watch the Joss Whedon version, Ben Affleck is not in shape. <laughs> like you can kind of tell at times. Um, recent rumor is that uh, Henry Cavill will be back as Superman as the Supergirl reboot, Supergirl movie, which said to reboot the character. Is not moving forward. DC insiders, uh, last year at Comic Con, that J.J. Abrams was supposed to take on both the Green Lantern and Superman, and Abrams was going to recast Superman with a younger actor to fit in with Robert Pattinson's Batman. However, things change as Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, happens to be Garcia's former husband and business partner who both produce Shazam and Black Adam as reportedly wants Henry Cavill back as Superman for the Black Adam movie or The Rock will lay the smack down on Warner Brothers' candy asses. Um, <laughs> I had to throw that one in because... Yeah... <laughs> Um, he always said it like anytime he, he threatens somebody or gives somebody an ultimatum he would kick the shit out of them <laughs> Cavill has made it clear multiple occasions that he wants to return as Superman and even pitched a Man of Steel 2 to Warner Brothers HBO Max Snyder Cut will be in 2020 release so, let's get into the Batman. The Batman. Zoe Kravitz is ready to get back to work. Zoe Kravitz is ready back to work as the Batman, as the actress is playing Selena Kyle, aka the Catwoman. Kravitz, who has been key to her shape for the role, unlike her star co-star Robert Pattinson, <laughs> I still think it's a joke what he said. What's up, Lilo? Uh, here's uh, what else she wrote. Uh, just wanting to c 
called to return to work uh, as part of but she says quote as part of her hoping to wake up every day to an email or phone calling saying we're ready to go but that could remains unclear she said quote I've been in touch with everybody and everyone's ready to go when it's safe safe uh, she says but we have no idea Kravitz continues by saying quote when you have people just touching your face, touching your body all day long, I need help getting into the cat suit. Saying, <laughs> um, quote, I can't do it on my own. I probably, I was probably touched more than any job because of the clothes and the combat and all that. The Batman should restart filming by the end of the year. Article notes that the studios maybe have to rely on rely on visual effects because of the coronavirus, especially if there isn't a treatment option for the disease with a high-level exec offering shooting should start by the end of the year. That's true, I mean, like, <clears throat> oh, hello, Lilo. <laughs> She's looking at the window. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, um, Friday, uh, I did get a message from my local comic shop saying, like, we heard the podcast. Are you going to come in Friday? And I, of course, responded, like, yeah, I'll come in Friday. <laughs> uh, I will be, you know, of course, going to the comic shop, talking to them asking how everything's going what everything's been up to since this whole virus thing and I will be stopping in at Half Price Books to look around and like I said I'm going to buy that book I'll be Huckleberry but I am going to follow and respect the you know guidelines and rules that you have to wear a mask at all times when you're in that area which I'm going to do I mean, not only that, I had to go into Trader Joe's and buy some organic food. So, uh, yeah, things have changed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like, you have to wear, you know, it's going to be like one of those things, like, especially when you're a comic, uh, comic shop or a bookstore. Especially a bookstore, because everybody touches the books and the shelves and all that. Um, you know, so I am... Um, you know, going to be wearing a mask, you know, to, like, not... I mean, I wear a mask anytime I go to stores and stuff, like... And I do keep my social distance from people. And, you know... So... I mean, that's the thing that's going to be, you know, done and all that... Um, let's see, uh, she goes on to say, quote, I like to believe that, uh, the executive says, quote, I like to believe that at the end of the year we're shooting something, says one high-level executive, is that an actor against a green screen alone and the director is directing nearby is still remotely... <laughs> 
Also, a result of the coronavirus, the Batman movie will be put, was pushed back to October 1st, 2021. Matt Reeves is directing the flick with Robert Pattinson as the Gotham City's vigilante detective, the Batman and billionaire Bruce Wayne. Paul Dano is Edward Nashton, the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright, whose name I keep forgetting a lot, uh, <laughs> will be playing GCPD's James Gordon. Um, John Turturro, or Turturro, I think is his name, will be playing Carmine Falcone. I hope he does the um, John Shooter voice when he plays uh, Falcone. Yeah. You stole my story. <laughs> he was good in that movie, by the way. Secret Window. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. Like, he... He gives, like, this eerie performance. Sorry, Leo. I'll pay attention to you. So, um, Peter Sarsgaard is playing uh, Gotham DA Gil Colson. Jamin Lawson will be playing Mayor Candidate Bellarel. Can't really pick a name. Yeah. Andy Sarskin will be playing Alfred. Colin Farrell will play Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin. And no word on who's the Joker. <laughs> so. Zoe Kravitz. It sounds like Zoe Kravitz is ready to just go back to work. Like, if you ever seen, like, the um, Imagine video, the classic cringe fest Gal Gadot created. Like, when they get to Zoe Kravitz, you could just tell, like, she's just like, I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> Like, you can just tell, like, she just did not want to be a part of it. Like, even she gives, like, that very, like, low voice of, like, she's singing, pretending to sing, but the words come out. Like, you can just tell she's just like, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. My God, that was, like, the cringiest thing I've seen. Man, DC's been, like, all over the board with movie stories and stuff. Wonder Woman 84, Gal Gadot and Kirsten Wig answers a lesbian question. Oh, shit. In a new interview for Wonder Woman 84, I didn't even forward, by the way. When is it, is it coming out, like, is Wonder Woman 84 coming out in theaters, or is it coming out like Scooby-Doo, like going straight to like digital release at home? I mean, if it's going to come out like straight at home, like on Prime Video or something, I would probably buy it. Yeah, because I've seen the first Wonder Woman movie, so like, you know... Because, I mean, if it's coming out in theaters, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I am not going to go see it in theaters. Because, one, I don't want to sit <laughs> in a theater with people. 
wearing a mask throughout the entire movie. Like, I'll be honest with you, I just don't want to do that. Um, because, like, you could wear a... Like, like I said, like, last time I wore a mask and, like... Um, in GameStop, I had to, like, go outside and get air because... One, GameStop is very clean. You can smell the clean. But also, you're you're breathing in your own oxygen, your own, you know, you know, stuff. So I had to go outside and get air because, one, the store is, like, fucking clean. You can smell the cleaning, you know, stuff. And two, you're breathing in your own air. So I can't sit through a fucking two-hour movie wearing a mask. <laughs> Shit. Like, I can't do it. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I really can't. Um, and, you know, and I enjoyed watching Scooby-Doo at home. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I don't see myself sitting through a two-hour movie wearing a mask in a theater. I, I really don't. Like, and I, and I love the movie theaters. I, I support the movie theaters 150%. They are awesome. Going to a movie at the movie theaters is like a going to a theme park. It's exciting. You get to sit and watch a new movie in theaters, eat good popcorn, drink soda, have candy. You know, just you know and you know, just have fun and stuff. Um and I did see the Birds of Prey movies out on D V D and Blu ray and digital and I haven't bought it. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Um, I only seen like the downloaded version, <laughs> the illegal version. And uh, boy, what a train wreck that was! But one thing that is revealed in the um, Snyder cut is that the Joker and Harley are going to be in it. Because there was mention back in the, you know, when the Justice League movie was happening that Leto and Margot Robbie did do a, uh, a cameo. And by the way, this is what I hear when I sleep. <laughs> okay, don't give me that angry look of like, you do snore, Lilo. So here's the big movies that are coming out. Um, and comic books. Justice League, Snyder Cut, Internals, uh, Internals, Morbius, Shang-Chi, Venom 2, Suicide Squad, The Batman, Spider-Man 3, and The Black Adam. Uh, do 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 This one's pretty funny. So since there's now egg on the Harley Quinn show's face with the guy on the left, uh, how much longer do you think they'll have until half the prophecy comes true? There's the dude wearing uh, release the Snyder Cut shirt, and there's the dude wearing The Last Jedi is not canon. 
That's right. Harley Quinn's show tried to uh, mock the uh, Snyder Cut thing, and it was kind of funny, though. So we get to see the uh, Superman wear the black suit. Huh. That's going to be pretty awesome. Sorry, I had to respond to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's something on Instagram. Anyway. Um, yeah, I remember the scene. They talked about it before. Like uh, Harley and Joker. I take it this takes place after Suicide Squad. Harley and Joker are robbing something. I guess a bank or something. And the Justice League shows up. It has Batman standing there. And... Yeah, they're like going like, Oh, there's one of you. There's one you and there's two of us. And all of a sudden, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash, the Flash come out of nowhere. And they circle them. And they're just like, shit. <laughs> so... I honestly can't wait to see that. Like, you know, um, you know, and in that scene, I'd be honest with you. Like, and now there's like talks of since the Snyder Cut is out, well, coming out next year. Since now they're back to work and they're, you know, getting it going. There's now talks of the Air Cut of Suicide Squad coming out. There's talks of that now resurfacing. Um, I'll be honest with you, they could keep it. <laughs> I I don't want to see it. I seen it in theaters, the worst time ever. <laughs> going to the going to the theaters. I it was so cringy that I almost broke out in hives, like how bad it was. <laughs> um. You know, I, I'd be honest with you, they could keep it. I don't give a shit if there's, like, extra... I don't give a shit if they're, like, there's extra Joker scenes that you never got to see, and there's Harley scenes you never got to see. Keep the fucking scenes. I don't need them. We we don't need them. We, we, we do not want to see that. Like, I don't. Like, if you're, if you're a Harley Quinn Joker fan, then by all means, you go ahead and do the hashtag release the air cut. I don't want to fucking see it. I seen enough Jokers and Harley. Harley's at the 
you know, screening of seeing the uh, Suicide Squad in theaters. I don't want to see no more. I mean, get get me the Joker Joaquin Phoenix sequel. I will see that movie. While you're at it, do more of those movies. I want to see, I want to see a Bane movie. Like, would you imagine if they did a Bane movie? Like, it's like the mixture of like the wrestler meets uh, Carlito's Way. Man, that would be fucking epic. Mister um, Freeze, get Michael Fassbender to play Mister Freeze in that movie. I, I would see it. Um, you know, what else would there, I mean, like, I know they talk about a Lex Luthor movie, like, that'd be pretty cool. Um, General Zod movie would be epic, you know. You know one movie I wish they would make? Um, I wish they would make Hawkman. You know Hawkman? Like, that would be pretty cool. You know. I mean, those are, <laughs> those would be movies I would want to see. Hawkman, Hawk Girl, like fuck, I would pay that movie. I would, I would, I would pay to go see that movie. You know, like they, I mean, Hawkman and Hawk Girl were like one of my favorite characters uh, in the Legends of Tomorrow series. Like they were pretty, they were really cool. Like they were like, you know, you know how cool of a show that was when you got to see you know Hawkman and Hawk Girl show up, and all of a sudden, like after the first season, they're like during the first season they like killed off when, when they killed him off I was just like well shit <laughs> like that was one of the reasons I watched the show is because two characters you rarely get to see in a live action performance finally are done and you killed them <laughs> like you know like, that was just, you know, that was stupid, you know. Man, today's Thursday. Shit, feels like a week just flew by. Um, anyway, let's get to the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman thing. Who asks, who asks these questions? Like, um, this is how bad Tumblr is. I, I'm going to blame Tumblr immediately in the beginning when I read this article now. In a new interview with Wonder Woman 84 actresses Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot and Kirsten Wig. Kirsten Wig is on my fan cast for uh, Wilma and the Flintstones. The pair were asked if there is a romance between their characters. Yeah, who do you see Wonder Woman with throughout the fucking trailer? Steve Trevor. <laughs> Does anybody? Like... The latest SFX magazine, never heard of it, mentioned some fans online, mainly Tumblr and Twitter fans, hope perhaps a Wonder Woman and Barbara were on a date together. They do realize that Cheetah wants to murder Wonder Woman, right? They do they realize that? You know, this is the kind of shit that bothers the fuck out of me. You know, you have these fans who claim they're fans, 
who will, you know, repost Tumblr fan art <laughs> and Tumblr horribly written, like, storytelling, which is almost pornographic, wanting these two characters who fucking hate each other <laughs> to date. Like, Cheetah hates Wonder Woman. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get Tumblr. Like they romanticize these they make romantic interpretations of serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer and and shit. And the Columbine shooters. Like they they make this entire romance about these 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 fucking murderers and now they like come into like we need to redo DC continuity. We need to make Wonder Woman lesbian. Like, especially the woman, you know, the Wonder Woman on the on the movies. We need to do that. Even, you know, well, Steve Trevor, who gives a shit? I mean, I wonder if they've seen the trailer. I, I wonder if they've seen the trailer. Because that's who you see throughout the fucking movie trailer is Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor together again. Like, that's what they wanted. Kirsten Wig respond, replies... I don't know that, she laughs. Oh, for a lesbian thing? <laughs> Even Kirsten Wig is like, what the fuck am I being asked? Gal Gadot responds, The sexual, t- uh, sexual tension is always there. I can tell you that. They both laugh. Wonder Woman's concept art is released as part of the article. It features the golden eagle armor. Damascara and Barbara Mivera. The magazine promo promo pics of Gal Gadot and Kirsten Wig are seen below. Concept art's pretty cool, I'll admit to that. Um and also the stars are Pine as Steve Trevor. Uh Pedro Pascala as Max Lord. They finally got Max Lord on the big screen because he was going to be the villain in the um, uh, the Justice League, George Miller's Justice League movie, Justice League Mortal. And I don't know who's going to play him. Like it, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't Max Lord. It was like Maxwell Lord, and. Uh, Talia Al Ghul was also the villain in it as well. Um, that movie did not happen because Christopher Nolan's like, "Fuck you, I'm making Dark Knight," <laughs> and that's pretty funny. Uh, synopsis: Fast forward to the 1980s, like every fucking TV show and thing, that always has to be the 80s. Wonder Woman's next big screen adventures is her facing off all new foes: Max Lord and the Cheetah. So that's who you're gonna get. Um, it's pretty cool. I, you know, one thing I always wonder is <clears throat> I know they they say like the next one, Dex Wonder Woman movies, and, and there's of course a spinoff series, uh, spinoff not a spinoff series, but a spinoff film happening with that mascara. 
just like the um, Aquaman movies get into Trench, which is going to be a horror movie, which I never imagined that happening. Um, you know, so, yeah. This is interesting. Internet Movie Database has the um, Joker 2 on there. Hmm. pretty interesting like our but I know Todd Phillips is uh I know they talked about the Joker 2 movie with Todd Phillips you know Joaquin Phoenix like that would be really cool like I would love to see Todd Phillips take on Batman. Like, I know he talked about wanting to do a Batman movie, you know. Like, for me, that would be really cool to see how he would do a Batman movie. But, uh, I know Todd Phillips has announced that he is doing the Hulk Hogan biopic about the legendary wrestler Hulk Hogan with, uh, Chris Hemsworth playing Terry Balea, aka Hulk Hogan. Like I can't, I can't wait for it because it's so cool. Um, you know, seeing Chris Hemsworth play Hulk Hogan. Like you really can't think of any other actor to play Hulk Hogan. Like, um, especially after Todd Phillips just did Joker. Like, imagine like. Hulk Hogan biopic, like, you know, and I wonder who they get to play, like, um, Vince McMahon, the Macho Man Randy Savage, um, Iron Sheik, like, I really can't think of anybody, (laughs) Iron Sheik would be the most interesting casting, um, for it because Iron Sheik is like larger than life uh wrestler like even if you like watch interviews with him he's like he gives his honest opinion of it you know so I mean for me it would be really cool to see I can't wait to see it like a Hulk Hogan biopic I know they're talking about like um I know they're talking about doing a Ric Flair one, which would be interesting. Um, you know, I know they did one about P- 
Page, the the wrestler Page, about you know, based off the documentary "Fighting with My Family." Um, I would say this: the documentary is. I mean, nothing against the movie. Like Nick Frost is in it, and Nick Frost is awesome. Like, have you ever watched Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz? But that movie was just boring. Like, it was very bland and boring. And the documentary is just more intriguing and fascinating because the people who are in it are characters, (laughs) you know, in reality. Uh, But the movie itself, I just, I kind of got bored with it. I just was like, can't wait for it. And you kind of know how it ends, how she arrives in. WWE, if you ever watched WWE, she shows up, beats AJ Lee, and whammo, her career starts. The movie just ends that way. (laughs) She beats AJ Lee, she wins the Divas Championship, and whammo, off to, you know, superstardom. And it's cool to see, like, Vince Vaughn is in it. Vince Vaughn is, like, a mixture of Bill DeMott and uh, Dusty Rhodes and stuff. I just don't know why they just didn't cast people to play those roles. I really don't know. Um, You know, nothing against Vince Vaughn, like, at all. You know, I just don't get it. Um... So yeah, I mean, like for me, I can't. W- I hope they tie in Hulk Hogan's like shit. I hope they get uh, someone to play Doctor D. <laughs> Doctor D in it. Um, David Schultz, you know, like shit. That would be awesome. Like, and get Mean Gene Oakland and all that. Like that would be really cool. Like, go from Hogan's AWA to his WWE WWF. Like, shit, like, that'd be so awesome, like, you know, (laughs) Dr. D. David Schultz, they have to get him in that movie, like, he was a, you know, he was friends with Hogan, he, you know, worked with Hogan in the AWA, like, you have to get that dude in the movie, like, and that, that episode, like, Dark Side of the Ring, watch that one, (laughs) that is my favorite favorite episode of Dark Side of the Ring besides the Road Warriors, my favorite tag team in wrestling those are like the two episodes of the, of the season 2 I highly recommend uh, the Owen Hart one gutted me badly like that, the Owen Hart one just it, that one gutted me, like that was such a fucking tragedy um, especially seeing the home videos that Martha Hart made Owen carrying his son you know, his son, you know, the trains, his, you know, his daughter, like, that, that fucking gutted me, man, like, that was just a tough episode to sit through, because Jim Cornette breaking down, um, man, it was just, like, that was, that was a tough episode to sit through, but I, I recommend the Road Warriors one, and Dr. D. David Schultz, like, those were, like, those were two good episodes I really enjoyed, especially Dr. D, where he slaps the shit out of the reporter. (laughs) 
Like, he just slaps it. Like, I believe his side of the story over the reporter, because the reporter in the interview comes off as a prick. John Stossel, um, when you watch it, he's just like, Stossel is such a prick in the interview. Like, you're just watching, you're like, you know what, no wonder you got fucking slapped. (laughs) I want to slap you. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You know, like, you're just watching, you're like, you know what, I don't, no wonder this fucking dude got slapped and, and shit, he's a prick. (laughs) I mean, you don't walk up. You, you watch the vi- watch the YouTube video if you if you can't watch the full episode. When he calls David Schultz, who is a tall dude who's like overshadowing him, fake. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like, and Mr. Fuji is like Mr. Fuji, who is uh, Yokozuna's manager, is standing in the background like laughing at the whole situation when the reporter's like, well, you're fake. Fuji starts laughing and like, shit, it's about to hit the fan. <laughs> and Stossel gets slapped. I mean, it wasn't like a slap to the face like you see in wrestling. This was a pimp slap. He slapped him so hard the dude fell and got back up and got slapped again. Like, it was a pimp slap. Like... <laughs> He just like, you know, pimp slapped the shit out of this reporter. <laughs> like, it wasn't a like smack to the face like you see in like um, a Jerry Springer show or WWE where they slap and that initiates the fight. Uh, David Schultz, Dr. D, just slapped the shit out of this reporter for calling him fake and and all that. Like, yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> um, didn't realize today's Thursday. Damn. So I'm gonna go up uh, to the store, the bookstore and stuff tomorrow and stuff. And um, I guess Monday we'll be doing our old um, thing we haven't got to do in a while, which is what books did I pick up? Um, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, we're wrapping up the podcast. It was pretty fun. Like we got to talk a bit about uh, the XFL, Justice League, the involvement of like Dark Side, the Nightmare World, uh, Dark Superman, you know, Evil Superman from like Injustice. Like they're talking about like some Injustice type stuff in those scenes. Um. You know, Steppenwolf, like Zack Snyder's take on Steppenwolf, which is going to be exciting to see. Um, cyborg scenes, like you get to see Cyborg, you get to see his mom, and you get to see like the full Cyborg origin. Iris West scenes with uh, Barry Allen. We didn't get to see those scenes. Um, and those scenes were like shown several times. Like you get to see Iris in a car and there's an accident, she's like above him, and he catches her and all that. Um, Superman in the black suit, the the black suit, you know, suit Superman that we never got to see in the big screen. 
Alfred and Superman talking. You get to see Jeremy Irons as Alfred, which is a travesty that you never got to see him do a sequel because Jeremy Jeremy Irons is so, you know, iconic. He's a good actor. Uh, Batman scenes, like there's, I think there's like a lot of Batman scenes that they talk about um, and stuff. Aquaman. I mean, you know, Dark Side. I can't wait to see. Like, I can't wait to see who. Uh, and also. Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern. Yeah, remember they talked about the poster with Aquaman says Unite the Seven? Yeah. Which is going to be really cool. Um, You know. Like Green Lantern, like they showed Green Lantern in the um, the uh, Joss Whedon version. Just the beginning of it. And stuff. Um, you know, I can't wait to see Aqua. Uh, I can't. Uh, we got to see Aquaman, but I can't wait to see you know Green Lantern. You know, and um, who else? Uh, Martian, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> like th- those scenes are going to be really, you know, amazing scenes to see, and uh, and they picked out the right actor to play. Martian Manhunter, you know. I don't leave hope. <laughs> so. Harry Lennox um, as the Martian Manhunter. Calvin Swanwick, which of course is the alias for the Martian Manhunter, um, which is going to be really cool. I Martian Manhunter is like one of those characters that I always thought kind of deserved to be you know in the sort of the big uh, the big scene you know the big screen and all that like and he was also in uh, Blacklist which is really a good show by the way and of course I always said like James Spader should play Brainiac so and also Harry Lennox as Martian Manhunter if you ever like hear him talk he has that voice like he is in the same category as Alan Rickman James Earl Jones he has that voice like a commanding voice and all that so you always have to get a good actor like that to play a character like Martian Manhunter like I'm sorry to say this, the guy who plays Martian Manhunter in the Supergirl Supergirl show is not really that good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Like the the guy who plays him was just not was just not that good. I'm sorry. Like I know there's you know 
I know originally, like they said, like in the Justice League Mortal, Hugh, Hugh Keys, uh, huge, uh, sorry, Hugh Keys Bryan was going to play Martian Manhunter, and that, of course, got canceled, you know. But, uh, with television, like, um, you know, Phil Morris, of course, played him in the Smallville series. And Phil Morrison's a good actor as well. Um, he played him in the... I remember when he showed up in Smallville. Um, in the series, he... In the show Smallville, Martian Manhunter is portrayed as an old friend of Jor-El who came to Earth to monitor... Kal-El and assist him when he is needed. Uh, an aiding Kata, uh, Cal, uh, sorry, an aiding clerk in defeating the Phantom Zone prisoners. Manhunter, of course, uh, sacrifices his powers in se Season 8 to save Clark from a fatal wound that would have taken a currently powerless Clark from uh, Clark closer to the sun so his abilities can be restored and after joining the Metropolis Police Department, he becomes John Jones. And of course, his powers are restored in mid-season 9 by Dr. Fate. So, Fate chooses to open the portal, which allows Manhunter to travel back to Mars long enough for exposure to its atmosphere and restore his abilities. I really liked how they did it with uh, Smallville, where they made Martian Manhunter. They give him like this backstory where he's like friends with Jor-El, and he, of course, goes to Earth to keep an eye on Clark Kal-El as he grows up and helps him when he's needed and all that. Like, I really like that take because that take because it gives uh, John Jones Martian Manhunter a you know like you give. It gives him respect and props. Like, this guy is a good, you know, good guy. He's an alien, but he's good. <laughs> he's watching, you know, Clark Kent and Superman. But I love the um, Justice League animated series where <laughs> Batman is not phased or intimidated by Martian Manhunter. He. <laughs> Like, he just looks at him like, whatever, dude. So, uh, anyway, like, like I said, we're wrapping up the show. I know I kind of rambled on a bit, but, uh, we'll, we'll be back, uh, Monday. And, uh, I, you know, I'll be back Monday and I will be posting a few things on, um, Josh of Gotham, you know, stuff while... We're not doing the show for a while. So, anyway, uh, it was a great episode. Thank you. So, anyway, we'll be back Monday. And uh, y'all stay safe and uh, wash your hands. Keep your social distance from you know, people. So, stay safe. Bye.